Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's five-minute drill on tax policy from Global Business Alliance. Aaron Taylor here with Alan Paseski. Let's review what has happened over the past week. So first, uh, last week on Thursday, we have Senator Joe Manchin officially telling Senate leadership that he is objecting to any particular reconciliation bill with tax increases. And he also said that he was willing to do the Medicare uh, drug negotiation piece and the White House seemed willing to do that. So it looks like right now reconciliation is going to be a very slimmed down version. Um, we will be continually monitoring that going forward. In addition, there was some news from the United States Treasury on Friday, and that was that the U.S.-Hungarian tax treaty will cease to be effective in early January 2023, January 8th, according to a Treasury statement. Related to that and merging both Manchin and Treasury, uh, on Friday, uh, Senator Joe Manchin had a radio interview with a West Virginia radio station where he said he effectively is taking the OECD approach right now off the table. He said, quote unquote, we're not going to go down that path overseas right now because the rest of the countries won't follow and we will put all of our international companies in jeopardy, which harmed the American economy, end quote. So it looks like Senator Manchin at the current moment is opposed to the administration's approach on the 15% global minimum tax for U.S. companies, but that remains to be seen how he will continue to approach that and what Secretary Yellen does and what pressure points she puts on both legislators in the United States Senate as well as those countries overseas. So that all raises the question, what is going to be done tax-wise for the next few months? And Alan? I'll kick it to you. Thanks, Aaron. So I guess with all of this BBB talk not probably resulting in many tax changes, the thinking is that the tax extender bills later this year or perhaps some other vehicle may have the tax provisions that the people are most concerned about. One is the Section 174 R&D expenses, so that will come back to immediate expensing. Two is Section 163J and the Save the Dark coalitions and the like to bring 163J back to an EBITDA approach and bonus depreciation, which does begin to scale back in 2023. So those are three provisions that the GOP would like to have changed. So I guess the question is, will the Dems be willing in a post-election world, perhaps, come to the table and work at some agreement, perhaps on a child care credit that they're most concerned about in exchange for some of these other provisions. And it may depend upon the makeup of the House and the Senate at such time. Will the Senate still be 50-50, 51-49, one way or the other? And then we'll see at that point. One other comment, Aaron, on the Joe Manchin comment on the OECD I, I would make is this creates an interesting dynamic if nothing passes to change guilty, because now the rest of the world's looking at the U.S.'s inability to pass that as well. Maybe the U.S. will never get there. And the U.S. is saying, well, we don't want to go first because we don't want to be ahead of the world. So someone's got to go first. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Absolutely. And I'll just add on that point, there was a statement from Senator Crapo, a ranking member of the Senate Finance Committee, who effectively said, next year or, or as soon as possible, they want to have much more insight into what's what the communications are between um, OECD and Treasury. And he even hinted at basically renegotiating the deal to some degree. So we will see if that plays out over the coming weeks and months and certainly actually looks more likely if Republicans do retake the Senate.
but that remains to be seen until November. So with that, I think that's uh, our five-minute rundown. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thank you.